Guys, welcome to another awesome episode of Trigger. Today, we're joined by one of your favorite lawyers, and certainly one of mine, Mike Davis. Mike is the former chief counsel for nominations on the Senate Judiciary Committee. He was a law clerk for Justice Gorsuch, and he's the founder of Article 3 Project. He served in all three branches of the United States government and knows the ins and outs of Washington, probably as well as anyone. I promise that you're going to learn a lot from today's interview. This is going to be top-notch legal analysis of what's going on with Trump, what they're trying to do and why. And we'll also go a lot further and expose just how blatantly corrupt the DOJ is under Joe Biden. So make sure, guys, that you like, share, subscribe, all of the things to make sure that this show keeps growing because it's viewers like you who are rejecting establishment media, who are coming here for a different take that you're not going to get there. And without you guys, nothing happens. There's no censorship. There's no hidden agenda. We just tell you what we're thinking and you guys can decide. So please like, share, subscribe, do that now. And it's, again, because of you guys that this is possible, along with our incredible and and brave sponsors. I got to say that because, man, it takes some balls to support programming like this. So make sure to go check out the great folks over at Gold Co. and take the steps needed to diversify your portfolio. Guys, inflation, reckless spending, global turmoil. These are all the reasons you need for what might come next. Secure your portfolio, and I just want you to be prepared. So owning tangible, physical, inflation hedging, gold and silver can help secure and stabilize your portfolio. And GoldCo has top-notch customer service. They'll answer all of your questions, walk you through the whole process step-by-step. Step. Go to donjuniorgold.com to learn more. That's D-O-N-J-R-Gold.com. Hear from them, learn how to do it, and be prepared. Speaking of being prepared, I want to make sure that you guys also go check out the great people at My Patriot Supply. As you know, our world can change at a moment's notice. It does daily. And I keep saying the signs of the economic collapse are staring us right in the face, but it also goes beyond that. And I want you to be prepared beyond the financial side and invest in your family's food security in case of an emergency. Whether that's the global turmoil going on right now, whether you live here like I do in Florida and you got hurricanes, right now, when you go to preparewithdonjr.com, that's P-R-E-P-A-R-E -E with D-O-N-J-R.com, My Patriot Supply is offering a huge discount on their best-selling emergency food kit. And for a limited time, you'll save 25% per kit. So that's a big deal. That's the biggest discount they offer, but it doesn't come along every day and it won't last long. So do yourselves a favor, grab your 25% discount on each three-month emergency food kit you need. It includes delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and more, providing over 2,000 calories a day to keep you going. Get at least one kit per member of your family, grab your 25% discount today before the offer expires. You get fast, free shipping as well. So go to preparewithdonjr.com, P-R-E-P-A-R-E -E with D-O-N-J-R.com, or you never know, folks, you may regret it tomorrow. Preparewithdonjr.com. And with that, we're going to go to Mike Davis. Okay, guys, 
We're here with Mike Davis, a uh, great lawyer, a uh, true MAGA warrior. Yeah, Mike, give us, give us the breakdown. You know, what's going on? What's new? What are the additional angles with some of the insanity that we're seeing? You know, it's like Indictment Tuesday is like Taco Tuesday at this point. It's just, it happens every week. It's, you know, uh, what's going on? Well, it's what we've been predicted would happen for the last year since August, since the Mar-a-Lago raid a year ago. And we uh, this is lawfare by the Democrats. They fear that they can't beat President Trump in the next election. So they are simply trying to take him out through lawfare. And it started, it, it's a, there are five parts to this. Number one, there is the Manhattan DA, this Alvin Bragg, this Soros-funded Manhattan DA who has indicted Trump for the non-crime of a businessman settling a nuisance claim. And yeah. uh, Alvin Bragg tried to turn that into a felony. That was a zombie case. That was a case that went nowhere. Alvin Bragg pa passed on it, the prior Manhattan DA passed on it, the US attorney passed on it, the Federal Election Commission passed on it. It wasn't until Matthew Colangelo came from the Biden Justice Department to, uh, to Alvin Bragg's office and resurrected the zombie case and brought this unprecedented indictment of a former president. Number two, you have Jack Smith bringing a bogus charge against President Trump for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records in the office of former president, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act. Number three, you have Jack Smith indicting President Trump for the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election. It's only a crime to object to presidential elections and third world Marxist Hell holes. If it were a crime to object, Democrats would be in jail for objecting to Republican presidential wins in 1968, 2000, 2004, and 2016. Uh, next, you're going to have uh, you're going to have Fannie Willis, the Fulton County, Georgia DA, indicting Trump for the same January 6th nonsense. And then you have uh, you have Tish James, the Attorney General of New York, bringing this bogus civil fraud claim against Trump for the non-fraud of a businessman paying back banks in full with interest. This is about yeah. taking up Trump through the lawfare legal process. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, I, I've done, I, you know, I did a full day's worth of testimony in the Tish James one, and it's me and literally 10 lawyers from the state of New York. Like, they don't have, like, actual crime and real stuff. Work. And I mean, and what was amazing about it, I mean, they're asking businesses. I'm looking out the window. I'm literally looking at 40 Wall Street, one of the buildings that they claim, you know what I mean, as part of all of this somehow. And it's like, they didn't even understand how basic like real estate transactions work or like, you know, what the value of something is. I remember them asking, you know, both about 40 Wall Street, uh, you know, well, you know, the rent is this, you know, but you know, how do you get this valuation? I'm like, well, what if you condo it, which you're able to do? Uh, oh, you know, the golf course, it's valued this. But, you know, if you're charging this much per round, you know, this was that about Doral. If you're doing this much per round, uh, you know, how do you get that valuation? It's like, well, what do you think 450 acres of condos would be worth in Miami right now? Uh, oh, uh, like they didn't, you know, they, they took like the most basic approach to try to to justify the answer that they wanted, which is, oh, well, it's. It's not, it wouldn't be valued as that per this, but I was like, so, but doing, you know, thousands of condos in the hottest real estate market, arguably in the world, like you have that zoning, you have that ability. You could actually keep most of it. You get rid of one golf course and put up thousands of, you know, condos of the four that are there. And, and it was like, 
I, I was like a magician. They, they're like, oh, now you just see an entire binder of questions just went off to the side because you shut down the nonsense. I mean, is that just what it is? Like just the repetition, if they can get one thing, that's, that's all they're looking for? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you didn't realize that Marxists only know how to destroy businesses and not run businesses. Yeah. You, learned that, you learned that at your deposition. That's 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 uh, breaking news, right? I mean, I would say this about Democrats. They don't care if they win or lose. They want to make the process yeah. the punishment here. They want to get through November 7th, 2024, and distract and take down Trump as much as they can between now and then, because this is all about the election. And frankly... The Supreme Court's ultimately going to resolve all these cases, and they're going to resolve all these cases in Trump's favor, but it's going to take years for that to happen. That was Jack Smith's yeah. play with Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell, a likely Republican presidential or vice presidential candidate in 2016. So yeah. Jack Smith, this political hitman, brought bogus corruption charges that ultimately got overturned eight to nothing by the Supreme Court. It would have been nine to nothing, but Justice Scalia passed away. It is very hard to have the Supreme Court overturn a criminal conviction. It's nearly impossible for it to happen unanimously, but Jack Smith found the way. And the issue here is, is this has to be resolved by the American people on November 7th, 2024. Put President Trump back in the White House and all of this goes away immediately. Yeah, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, part of the legal strategy, it seems, you know, because people are like, oh, well, when Trump wins, he can just pardon himself. It's like, it's not so simple because some of these things are also done at the state level. Uh, there's a reason for that. Again, uh, you know, that, that the Justice Department, you know, let, let's just say people who aren't exactly fans of ours, uh, you, you mentioned the Bragg one in New York, you know, this was passed by like four different entities that would love nothing more than to take Trump, but even they realized it was BS. Uh, yet they're going forward with that at the state level because that's different, and you can't you, you can't pardon yourself out of those. I, I imagine that's part of the tactic. Yeah, I mean that's that's exactly right. Remember, they were not moving forward with this until Matthew Colangelo, uh, who was the acting number three in the Biden Justice Department, got sent from the Biden Justice Department to the Manhattan DA's office, the Soros-funded Manhattan DA, to bring these charges. This is lawfare by Biden and his administration. Uh, you're right. He can Trump can only pardon himself or dismiss federal cases. But you know what? House Republicans have the power of the purse right now, and they can start punching back. They can start saying, OK, New York or OK, Fulton County, if you want federal funding, you're going to cut off this lawfare against presidential candidates. You do not get Democrat prosecutors, Democrat judges and Democrat juries and these Democrat hellholes do not get to decide the president of the United States, the American people do, and House Republicans can start stepping up now through the appropriations process and make this painful for Democrats. That's the problem is, is Republicans roll over and play dead. And, uh, and what we need to do is start to learn to take off the gloves, put on the brass knuckles and break their glass jaws. Yeah, I, I think I think that's 100 percent right. Yes, they have the power to do that. We understand that. You know, they'll talk about it. You know, they're, they'll think about it and they'll you know, they'll they'll write a mean tweet. But what are the odds of them actually doing anything about it? That's a very good question. And I'll tell you what needs to happen right now. And uh, Democrats are masters at this. They make the process the punishment. Yep. House Republicans need to move forward with impeachment right now on Biden immediately. He is clearly compromised by tens of millions of dollars and foreign bribes and other corruption. Biden needs to be impeached immediately 
and Merrick Garland should be impeached for covering this up. And they're going to say, well, the, the Democrats in the Senate will never remove them from office. Who cares? Make the process the punishment. Expose this to yeah. the American people. It's the only way the American people are going to learn about this corruption for the next election. Also, House Republicans need to start hauling in these bad actors for oversight hearings. Send them letters, depose them with staff depositions, demand their documents, uh, demand they come in for public hearings, and demand they explain to the American people why they are using federal funds to run a lawfare campaign to interfere in the 2024 presidential election. Uh, let's let's start getting tough as Republicans. Yeah, listen, I, I love it. I just, you know, I, I think we, we have to start putting pressure on our own lawmakers to actually get them to do that. I, and I, by the way, I would say the same, and I'll let you talk about this a little bit, you know, the same with a lot of the Republican attorney generals out there. Uh, you know, they, they've clearly weaponized them in, you know, in the case of New York and, and, and otherwise they're, uh, you know, the, the federal level, they're, you know, they're venue shopping to try to find a jury that could care less about the Constitution. And, you know, they pr certainly probably have that in D.C. Uh, you know, talk about the attorney general side of things, uh, you know, because I, I, I think that's another place where, again, we, we wield a lot of power, uh, but we don't actually do anything with it. Yeah, I, so uh, Democrats are the masters of earning power and using power, and Republicans are the masters of earning power and handing over power, right? We need to stop doing this. We have these Republican attorneys general around the country, and we have laws on the books in these states about, let's say, conspiracy. So if, 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 they, have, if they are doing any of these bad acts and they have any one of these overt acts as part of these conspiracies in these states with Republican attorneys general move forward with charges. The Democrats are doing it, like you said, Don, they're doing it up in New York with Tish James. They're, they're doing it in Manhattan with Alvin Bragg. Republican AGs, Republican DAs need to start getting creative and start indicting. There are no, There is no shortage of crimes by Biden, by Democrats, by BLM, by Antifa. Let's start giving them a healthy dose of their own medicine. Well, listen, uh, I, I've told people this uh, off the record before, but I'll, I'll say it here, that you'd be my choice for Trump's attorney general. I, I think I think various heads would explode in the confirmation process with that one. But uh, God knows, I, I think that would be a lesson that they would, uh, they, they'd probably regret playing all of these games. I would say this, I would never get confirmed. I would get one vote from Chuck Grassley, my former boss, as the charity vote. But I always say that I want to be Trump's acting attorney general. And during my three-week reign of terror, I will fire and indict so many people who are on my growing list on day one. And then I'll spend the next two and a half weeks flying around on the FBI jet and doing nothing like Bill Barr did for the last six months of the Trump administration while BLM and Antifa destroyed our country. Yeah, no, I, I have a feeling that would not have happened under the Mike Davis uh, uh, rule of law. So, no, it, no, it shouldn't have happened anyway. I mean, that the, the problem is the Mike Davis is the way it should actually function. But you're right. Uh, across the board, you know, Republicans have been too weak to fight back. They're more concerned about being liked in D.C. They'll get maybe not as bad a hit piece from The Washington Post. Uh, you know, we're, we're we give up and we fold uh, just to to minimize a little bit of, you know, the inevitable pain that these guys want to do. The, the other side's just playing an entirely different game. We're playing T-ball, they're playing hardball. Yeah, that's exactly right. It is, look, I, 
we the the only thing democrats respect is power right this is not our parents or grandparents democrat party these aren't liberals who love america these are leftists these are marxists they hate america they don't believe and due process they believe in me too justice and you're guilty and even when you're proven innocent they don't believe in equality they believe in equity they don't believe in free speech they they believe in censorship republicans need to wake up our country is going down the titanic is going down and republicans you know they want to be like the string orchestra on the titanic and look beautiful as the titanic's going down <laughs> hell no we need to start fighting yeah, I mean, you know, Jack Smith, Mara Garland, Joe Biden. I mean, these people, they don't care about the facts or the law. They, they figure, hey, uh, if we can get Trump in front of a D.C. jury, we'll get a conviction. Uh, what, what should the uh, Trump legal team strategy be from here? Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm actually, you know, pretty happy for the first time with, with, with a lot of that team. Uh, and what they're doing. But you're right. I mean, you know, some of it's just a war of attrition, right? If they can burn all your time, your energy, your resources financially, you know, you're fighting a 12-front a war, uh, you know, that's all part of that plan. But what, what should that team be doing perhaps that they're not already doing? I think they're doing a fantastic job, and this is ultimately going to get resolved politically. Uh, they're going to, you know, the, the, like you said, Don, Trump is going to be convicted in this D.C., district court with this Obama judge and this Trump deranged jury, the DC circuit court of appeals is going to affirm because it's a, a, an Obama stacked federal appellate court. It's, this is going to have to be resolved by the Supreme court. It should be nine to nothing, but the three Democrat appointed justices on the Supreme court are now just purely partisan hacks. So it will be probably five to four or six to three, depending if uh, the chief justice decides to grow a backbone that day. And uh, but this will get resolved by the the Supreme Court legally in Trump's favor. The issue is, is that's going to happen after the election. So this is where yeah. elected Republican officials around the country need to find their backbones and step up and start speaking up now. And I would say to these Republicans, these never Trumpers, these DeSantis supporters, if you guys are stupid and naive enough to think that this lawfare is going away after Trump, if Trump goes away, you are incredibly naive. Remember oh, yeah. that we have 100 years of Marxism and 100 million people got killed. This is not ending with Donald Trump. Yeah, I, you know, I, I see that now. You know, DeSantis, three weeks ago, it was the, well, it's not really the weaponization. It's not really that important. Then, you know, now it, you know, it changing talking points just to sort of, you know, polling must have come in or Paul Ryan gave him permission to, to change. His, you know, now he's going to go after it. It's like, no, you're not. You're going to do whatever the establishment wants. I mean, I think that's, part of what all of this, you know, that, that full frontal assault against Trump, uh, I, I think it tells us everything we need to know. That's why they're doing it, because they fear that he's the only guy that would actually be a threat to the hegemony of power that they have and have held for probably much longer than we, you know, we believe. I think, you know, TDS, the Trump derangement syndrome, brought it out. But the Democrats have been doing this forever. Uh, you know, we've we've fallen so much further than we were probably ever aware of. And between COVID, uh, you know, that little power grab that they used with all of that, it, it, it sort of brought out their true colors in what's really going on. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you know what? These these federal judges have lifetime tenure. They have pay protection. They're not supposed to care about the politics. They're only supposed to follow the law. The Democrat appointed judges and justices are going to vote against Trump every single time. The Republican appointed justices 
should and judges should support Trump because the law is absolutely on Trump's side. But sometimes they need to they need help finding their backbones, uh, maybe like, for example, yeah. Chief Justice John Roberts. And so that's why it is so important that Republican politicians and influencers create the political environments. So when the, the, the Supreme Court rules on this case, they don't have people trying to kill them in their homes. Right. So yeah. it is really important that Republic that Republican officials step up now and call out this lawfare now and use tactics now like cutting off Jack Smith's funding and using the power of the purse and using oversight right now so we can nip this in the bud. The reason Jack Smith is moving forward and Merrick Garland is moving forward with an indictment of Trump for having his presidential records and an indictment of Trump for uh, you know objecting to an election 30 months after this happened is because they're allowed to get away with this by Republicans. Republicans were too quiet a year ago in August after the Mar-a-Lago raid. It seems like I was the only one out there defending Trump for the first several months of that. Republicans need to find their backbones. Otherwise, these Marxist Democrats are going to exploit their weakness. Yeah, so you, you talked about that, you know, the, the process, right? It's going to be in a D.C. court. Then it's going to go to a D.C. court of appeals. And then eventually, you know, for something like this, so, you know, again, I, you, you don't want preferential treatment. We understand that that's a system. But for something like this, something that's unprecedented during an election of the leading candidate of the opposition party, if you sort of, I think, and I think we all agree, like there's no way he's not found guilty in a D.C. court. Like it's literally it, like it. I, I can't imagine, you know, if someone was on that jury and you had one person that was like, hey, I'm just abstaining and it's a hung jury or whatever it may be, that person would likely be killed. You, you talked about, you know, the Supreme Court justices fearing for their lives. You know, if they did it to Ruth Bader Ginsburg back in the day, those people would be in jail. If they're doing it to Gorsuch, if they're doing it to Kavanaugh, if they're doing it to Comey Barrett, you know, that's fine. That's their right of peaceful protest. I mean, you know, these things are just enforced so differently. So if if we know what this sort of outcome is going to be, that it, it ends up at the Supreme Court in a matter of years, you know, is there not a way to bypass some of these, this process? I mean, I don't think that anyone could objectively even, you know, <laughs> pretend uh, like my father could get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. Uh, I, I believe, you know, as much as they dislike him, he still has the right to a fair trial, but it's impossible. How... How do you do that with a venue like this? And can you change that so you bypass those venues because it's so obvious what they're doing? It's going to be very hard to change the venue. He, Trump should move to change the venue because he's not going to get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. And there's way too much pretrial publicity, including with Jack Smith's unprecedented political uh, announcement of the indictment, which is just unbelievable how political it was. What I would say House Republicans need to do is they need to include an appropriations writer in this process that no federal funds can be used to prosecute any major presidential candidate before on or before November 7th, 2024. Make this where you can't use federal funds for any prosecution before the election. You're not saying that Trump has immunity here. You're just saying that you can't move forward with this prosecution until after the election and let the American people decide whether they want Trump to be president rather than uh, Merrick Garland and Joe Biden and Jack Smith and this this Obama judge and this Trump deranged jury. That's not how we run elections in America. That's how they ran elections in Zimbabwe. 
Yeah, well, you know, again, uh, the, the stuff that we see on a daily basis right now, if it was going on in third world countries, we'd be talking about regime change. Uh, you know, we'd be starting yet another war. Uh, and yet it's going on right here. And, you know, our people are, you know, pretty silent. I mean, you, you tweeted uh, recently basically what you just said. No federal funds should be used on or before November 7th, 2024, for the prosecution of any major presidential candidate. Uh how, how do we make that happen? I mean, we're, you know, we're going to have, you know, hundreds of thousands of views on this show. You know, what can regular people do to make sure that whether it's their congressman or otherwise, understand that this is a an option? They know that, but they're going to slow play it unless they're sort of forced. How, you know, how do we force this message uh, so that so that people can't really avoid it and just pretend it's not really an option because it's totally an option. We just need to have some balls. Yeah, I think the best way to do it is to light up the Senate switchboard at 202-224-3121. 202-224-3121. Ask to speak to both of your home state senators along with your U.S. House of Representative, uh, Representative. So three people. Call those offices and say, no federal funds for any pro prosecution of any presidential candidate before the November 2024 election, right? It's that simple light them up and help these particularly these house republicans find their backbones and that's what needs to happen now and also house republicans need to remember this that this this lawfare is a zero-sum game if democrats are on uh, are not on defense with our own subpoenas and our own impeachment and our own appropriation fights if, if we're not putting them on defense there they're on offense and they're on offense okay. indicting or leading presidential candidate and his top supporters, uh, his top aides and their and Christians praying at abortion uh, at abortion clinics and parents protesting at school board meetings. Yo, wait, 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 Mike, you mean you mean domestic terrorists uh, as labeled by the DOJ? I mean, that's the that's the clown world that we're living in, though. I mean, a concerned parent who wants their children to maybe learn math rather than, you know, uh, the Communist Manifesto or indoctrination. Uh, you know, or, you know, modern trans theory, uh, that's a domestic terrorist in these people's minds. And, you know, again, we say it here. I think, you know, shit, I know I do it. You know, I, I make a meme about it like it's a joke, but it's not because it's really happening. You know, we're not being punked, even though, you know, five years ago, like any of the major tenets of today's modern Democrat Party would be like, oh, come on, it's a joke. That'd be a That'd be a Saturday Night Live parody back when that was actually funny. But it's actually going on. They're not pretending anymore. They're saying the quiet parts out loud and actually acting on them. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I wish that the Republicans controlled a House of Representatives with subpoena power where they can cut off spending and they can have oversight hearings and they can drag people in with their documents and actually, you know, put them in front of the cameras. Oh, wait. We do. And wh where the hell are the House Republicans? This is where, again, House Republicans must step up. We need to go on offense now. Otherwise, we are going to get crushed. This is not going to end with Donald Trump. They're going after Christians praying at abortion clinics. They're going after parents who don't want their kids to get gender affirming care behind their backs in schools. Right. If they're going to go after Christians, if they're going to go after parents, this is not stopping with Donald Trump. House Republicans need to find their backbones and start fighting back. Yeah, and frankly, I mean, I'd make the case that 
if they get away with this now, it's over. Like that, that this, what we see now will become the day-to-day norm. And I don't just mean the prosecution of their political enemies. I mean the prosecution and criminalization of basic tenets of American history and decency. Uh, you know, if you can't be Christian in America or any other religion, now I, I have a feeling that if this was going on at a mosque, they would have nothing to do with it. It's, it's that direct attack you know, on, on Christianity, uh, it's a direct affront against the lunatics of the trans movement, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It's, I can't even believe we're actually living in this world, and yet it happens. Give us the number again, because I'm, I'm so pissed off. Like, we, we just got to call these people and, you know, everyone do it. Light them up. Yeah, it's 202-224-3121. Ask for both of your house, uh, both of your home state senators and your representative in the house and tell them no funding for Jack Smith's prosecution before the November 2024 presidential election, right? Yeah. So they can't say that it's obstruction of justice. We are just saying we are going to we are going to do what we've always done in this country before the Biden administration, which is we're not going to prosecute presidential candidates before the election. Yeah, no, uh, 100%. So, you know, if we were going to play the game like they play it, who would be, you know, sort of who should be the first people, you know, impeached? You know, if the Republicans were going to play the impeachment game, uh, who should it be? I mean, obviously everyone's, ah, oh, Joe Biden. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the problem with impeaching Joe Biden is you end up with Kamala Harris, which could could be significantly worse. Uh, you know, I say that you know, somewhat tongue in cheek, but I think there's probably some truth to it. Uh, you know, but should it be the leaders at the DOJ? Should it be Merrick Garland? You know, what should they do? I mean, obviously, Mayorkas at the border for that, you know, criminal insanity. Uh, but again, if we're going to play this game, who'd be your top list? Well, I would say this. There's no chance that Senate Democrats are going to remove anyone, but we still need to make this a political issue because impeachment is a political process and we need to make this painful for Democrats. So I would actually, the first two people on my list are President Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland. Biden for being corrupt and compromised and Garland for covering it up and protecting the Bidens while he's politicized. They both have politicized and weaponized the justice system to go after Trump, Trump, Trump's top aides and Trump supporters, like we said, Christians and parents. We cannot continue down this path. And frankly, this is why the next election is so important, because the next president of the United States, whether it's Biden or Trump, or Gavin Newsom is going to replace one or more conservative justices on the Supreme Court. And do you want Trump or Biden replacing Justice Clarence Thomas, for example? Because if we lose the Supreme Court, that is the last line of defense. If we lose the Supreme Court, there goes everything. That's our God-given right to speak, associate, worship, protect ourselves. Those will go out the door immediately if there is a Democrat controlled Supreme Court. And if you don't believe me, just look at the votes and the dissenting opinions of the three Democrat appointed Supreme Court justices right now. And we, you know, we have a, the the, President Trump's biggest and most consequential accomplishment of his first term was the transformation of the five to four left of center court to the five to four Clarence Thomas court. And that could be lost in, in this November, 2024 election. 
Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I mean, we saw that play out, you know, in the last few weeks. You you saw it, you know, AG Landry, one of my friends, you know, with the the censorship. You know, you can't have uh, the Biden administration forcing Facebook to uh, you know censor stuff. But you know, and the left lost their minds. It's like, wait, they're not allowed to. It's shocking the attack on free speech. But you also saw it with the affirmative action ruling and others. I mean, these are major things. Uh, you know, that court. Essentially, and I'm sure colleges and institutions will figure out ways around it, and uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll continue to do their nonsense because that's the woke society in which all of those people operate. Uh, but you know, they actually got rid of you know, you know, government mandated institutionalized racism, uh, and and people went crazy about it. I mean, so you know, you're right. That was, that was so critical and so important. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way: Why should poor Asian kids lose out. Why should they lose golden tickets to wealthy black kids like the Obama's kids? I mean, that's why affirmative action is so disgusting because it helps wealthy, connected black people like the Obamas to the detriment of poor Asian kids who are more qualified. And why the hell should that be legal in this country? And that's the issue. If if conservatives, if Republicans lose control of the Supreme Court, it is game over America. They will run over all of us. They will. We saw the, just a sneak peek of this during BLM and Antifa riots in the middle of COVID lockdowns, right? If they, yeah. once they get- No, 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 Mike, those riots were okay. That they, they, they could actually help stop the spread. So I, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how. No one actually could explain that to me, but it was very clear on you know the leftist news networks that that was actually a real talking point of theirs that no 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 this is different this uh, somehow created a magical shield of unmasked people in close proximity rioting and looting that was okay and was actually perhaps a way to stop the spread I mean that's how insane this has gotten well I mean I think there is some truth to it that, that when you when you burn down a building like commit arson and burn down the building that might kill covid so there yes. might be some truth to that that arson kills covid so may, maybe we should give them more credit there but I mean it's it's insane now you know they they went from BLM and Antifa now it's the covid uh, excuse me it's the Ukraine covid masks that I see around Washington DC I spent about 20% of my time in this DC hellhole and people are still wearing COVID masks in this town. They're usually Ukraine COVID masks because that's, you know, the, the latest religious sect for the Democrats, but it just shows how today's Democrats are insane. Yeah, no, it, it, the, the religion of the left and, and their deities seems to change daily. It was, you know, it was climate change as led by the high priestess uh, Greta Thunberg. Uh, it became COVID, uh, led by, uh, you know, God, Anthony Fauci. Uh, and now the new religion of the left is Ukraine, as led by, uh, you know, Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, it, it's, it's insane, but that, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, they like to talk about, uh, you know, conservatives somehow being a cult, but <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how they can say that with a straight face, given literally everything that they seem to worship on a daily basis. I always say today's Democrats are Marxist and their goal or God is power because they're godless and their religion or strategy for their goal or God of power is Marxism. They can't talk about that because that's not popular. So they use different religious sects and those religious sects are chaos and division, whether it's racial chaos and division with BLM or gender chaos with 15 pronouns, Zizay's there, the COVID lockdowns, the... Uh, the, the 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 environment those are all their religious sects which is 
for their uh, for their goal or God of, of just ultimate power on earth. They just want to control us. Uh, and yeah. they do that through their religious sex. Yeah, you know, contrast, you know, compare and contrast all of this insanity with sort of, you know, the Hunter Biden treatment. You know, I, I talk about it probably even too much on the show. I know what they tried to do to me, uh, you know, with, with nothing. And we all know that now, but it didn't matter. It didn't stop me from doing 50 hours of testimony. And they wanted to try me for treason, minor details, a crime punishable by death. But, you know, you, you see what's going on. Talk about sort of, you know, all the dirty tricks that Hunter's lawyers tried to pull with that ridiculous plea deal where he, he got a deal uh, unlike anything any human being who's ever committed tax fraud or, you know, criminal, you know, firearms charges could get. But then they tried tying in sort of this, you know, blanket immunity for literally anything and or everything else he may have done that maybe we don't even know about. And given what we've seen, I'm sure there's more. Uh, you know, I'm curious to see what are the things that he chose not to film himself doing because he said, you know what, maybe this is a little too much for video. Uh, talk about that because, you know, that level of corruption that a judge could look at this and say, wait a minute, this is ridiculous. Uh, talk a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah, think about this. You have your family, the Trump family, you guys are in the real estate business and you guys got criticism for the Obama General Services Administration giving you a lease in Washington, D.C. to take a dump of an old building called the old post office building and turn it into a beautiful new hotel that has since been sold. And you may, you guys made a, a ton of money off of it. So congrats to you. That was somehow corruption and a violation of the emoluments clause of the U.S. Constitution, according to the Democrats. And they wanted to go after the Trumps for this. Yet we have the Bidens who are the dumbest people on the planet and have done nothing in their life other than work in government. And when Biden is the vice president of the United States, his dumb crackhead son is selling the vice presidency to China, Ukraine, Romania, and every other highest bidder on the planet. They, James Comer from the House Oversight Committee has been able to track down over $30 million in payments, corrupt foreign payments, including bribery from Burisma, from China, uh, to. It seems like every Biden, except for the four-year-old granddaughter in Arkansas, who they just claimed, what, last week? Yeah. And Democrats wanted to cover this up. Merrick Garland wanted to cover this up with this uh, sweetheart deal uh, up in uh, up in Delaware. The U.S. attorney up there was going to let uh, Hunter Biden plead guilty mm. to two misdemeanors for failing to file taxes and deferred felony charge for having a gun a, uh, and not give him any jail time and then essentially give him a backdoor pardon for every possible crime that Hunter Biden could have possibly committed as part of these plea, ne uh, these plea negotiations. This is obviously to protect Hunter Biden, but it, more importantly, it's Merrick Garland protecting his boss, Joe Biden. And this is yet another reason that House Republicans need to move forward immediately with oversight hearings and impeachment. Yeah, like, you know, I, I keep wondering, because I, I, I watched it for, you know, the entirety of my father's presidency and, you know, even afterwards, you know, where are the, you know, bigger than Watergate folks? Because, I you know, every time my father sent a tweet, if he said Merry Christmas, it was bigger than Watergate. It was somehow a scandal. You know, uh, you know, where's Bob Woodward? Where, where are those clowns? Because this is like, this makes Watergate look like chicken shit. And yet, 
like our media, like they're not even interested. I mean, you, you would think that there'd be, you know, one of these people who won a Pulitzer Prize for their reporting on Russia, Russia, Russia. Uh, they keep the prize even though the reporting was clearly inaccurate because it was all a lie and bullshit. Uh, where are those people? Because it's like almost shocking to me. This feels like, like without question, bigger than Watergate. It's the probably the highest level of corruption to ever happen in the United States of America. And we're at the brink of, you know, potentially nuclear war with Russia. And no one's even asking the question is, are we making decisions because Ukraine has more information that they could leak out there? I mean, we're not even willing to ask the question. It was like, it's like the Wuhan lab. Like, of course, that's the most plausible, like, answer. Like, it always was. There was never, like, that's the case here. Like, we are making these decisions, you know, not because it's the religion of the left, but because mainstream media is running the cover for this. And we're not even willing to ask, like, hey, are we going to get into nuclear war to cover up, you know, Joe Biden and the Democrats and, you know, more pay to play and bribery schemes? Like, we're not even asking the question anymore. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. And then, you know, top that with the coincidence of every time there's sort of a major bombshell tying Joe Biden, the next day there's another indictment of Trump. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And think about this. President Obama put Vice President Biden in charge of Ukraine and Biden and his scumbag family cashed in handsomely in Ukraine. And there is uh, and what what happened during this corruption? Uh, Putin took Crimea. We had four years of Trump. Putin did not mess with Ukraine whatsoever during four years of Trump because Trump was strong and he wasn't corrupt by these bribes and other uh, uh, corrupt payments to the Biden family. Biden's back in office, and guess what? Russia smells Biden's lunch. He knows, Putin knows that Biden is corrupted. They have 17 audio recordings that this Burisma executive has, uh, 15 with Hunter Biden, two with Joe Biden as the vice president of the United States, uh, shaking down Burisma for this $10 million Right, five to Hunter, five to Joe. These are on tape. And guess what? This Burisma executive is almost certainly a Russian asset. So that means that Putin has these tapes of Joe Biden as the vice president of the United States shaking down Burisma for a foreign bribe. He, Biden threatened to cut off a billion dollars in U.S. aid if, if Ukraine's president didn't fire Ukraine's prosecutor investigating Burisma and the Bidens. That is blackmail. The president of the United States is compromised. He's also compromised by tens of millions of dollars in payments from China. Where are the two biggest trouble spots in the world right now under Biden? It's Ukraine and Russia and China and Taiwan. It's not a coincidence when you have a weak, compromised, corrupt president, our enemies take, take advantage of that. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, but again, uh, you know, we'll say it here. Uh, I, I don't even see a lot of the conservative stu- you know, people you know, talking about this stuff. It's, oh, it's not, it's not really a big deal. I mean, it, again, I know, and we all remember the hysteria of Russia, Russia, Russia. This, even, even the Russia, Russia, Russia sort of worst case scenario doesn't, doesn't even come close to the level of this, you know, and, and you're right, we're, we're focused on Ukraine, but China's a bigger deal. You know, I, China doesn't give a billion dollars to crackheads. They don't have that as part of their DEI, you know, let's make sure we have a diverse group of investment managers. They don't do that unless they're buying someone. 
Uh, they certainly wouldn't invest with Hunter. Uh, he wouldn't pass their thing. There are many things, but they're not stupid. But this, this is probably the greatest return on investment because it feels like to me as an American, every decision coming out of this White House is literally like China first, America last. Don't worry about it. It's, it's one of the greatest deals China's ever made. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's when you have a bought off president of the United States, a compromised president of the United States like President Biden, House Republicans have a constitutional duty to expose this. They have to move forward with oversight. They have to move forward with impeachment. The only way you're going to get the mainstream, meaning liberal media, to cover any of this and for any of this to break through to middle America, to everyday Americans, is to move forward with impeachment. Yeah. So, you know, in terms of, you know, the primary, uh, my, my father seems to be getting bigger and stronger uh, with, with, with every indictment. Uh, it, it's sort of amazing. And I think it's important because I think the American people at this point, you know, the indictments, I, I, it, it's so common. I think people are actually waking up to what's actually going on, even those who've been sort of, let's call it politically agnostic. Uh, you recently said, you know, why would Trump do a, bait, a, a debate? That's basically just, you know, at this point, a vice presidential debate. Do you think he should do any of them? Uh, one of them? Do you think he should let it play out? What, what's your thoughts on that process? I wouldn't. If I were President Trump, there's no way I would debate. I mean, he's, he's a former president. He's winning by like 40 points. What does he have to gain by debating? He doesn't, right? It, this yeah. is like a munchkin show with the, the vice presidential contenders. Why should... Why should Trump go be part of that? He doesn't. Everyone knows where Trump stands on every issue. He's 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 been a public figure in the public uh, public eye for like fifty years. Yeah. There aren't going to be any surprises. What does he have to get? What 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 does he have to gain to go debate these munchkins on a stage when they're all clamoring to be the vice president? Yeah, no. Listen, I agree. With you. There, there's a portion of me that wants to see it. <laughs> it's the it's the memes, okay? I want to see it for the memes because I'm sure there'd be some epic stuff. And yeah, I don't, I don't think he exactly needs to uh, bolster his bona fides on the debate stage. I think Hillary Clinton learned that one the hard way. So did Jeb and uh, and others. Uh, but you know, I, I guess yeah. What, what's the purpose of giving you know Asa Hutchinson polling at a whopping 0.01 percent? Uh, you know, two hours of unfettered. Uh, access to try to take him down. And I, and I imagine, you know, the people at Fox are probably going over and, uh, you know, kissing his ass to try to get him to go and show up and trying to convince him it's a great idea. But yeah, the, the tactician side of me agrees with you 100%. Like, you're literally going to have teams of people just trying to figure out the one zinger. And, you know, like like fighting or otherwise, sometimes they land, right? Like, why, why would you give those guys polling at nothing, uh, even that opportunity? Well, here's how President Trump can participate in this debate. He can run it like The Apprentice, and he can he can run the debate. And these Republican contenders who want to be his vice president can audition, and yeah. then he can decide who wins the debate. And that could be part of his calculation for who he picks for vice president. Uh, of the people running, do you, do you think any of them? You know, would you look at any of them at VP or would you not even do that? I mean, he put out the tweet, like, you know, sort of addressing this point Leo, last week, like, hey, you know, I, I may watch to tune in to see who I might, uh, you know, look at as a VP. Do uh, you think any of them, you know, right now deserve a shot? Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, there's the, the Republican field has a lot of, you know, senators and governors, a lot of people who have a promising future in the Republican Party. And I think President Trump wants to unite the party for the general election. 
and he will, and he's going to win back the White House, and we're going to end this lawfare, this weaponization of our law enforcement and intel agencies, and we're going to rebuild our economy, and we're going to put China in check and Russia in check, and we're going to be in a good place like we were for the first three years of President Trump's first term before Democrats destroyed our economy with COVID and BLM and Antifa. Yeah. Who who would you look at, you know, that's perhaps, you know, not on, you know, everyone's sort of, you know, front burner list uh, for VP, as well as some of the other positions? Who, who would you like, you know, a, again, I look forward to the three weeks of your, uh, you know, AG pro tem, uh, you know, run. But, you know, who would you look at? Uh, who's someone that could do the stuff that we all probably and anyone watching the show uh, would want to do, uh, but that could also get confirmed? So I actually, so for, for vice president of the United States, I actually, I'm from Iowa, and I think that Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds is a very, very solid pick. Uh, she's from the Midwest. She's conservative. She's been a, uh, a governor for many years. She's someone to strongly consider for, for vice president of the United States. For attorney general, I would bring someone in who has the backbone of steel who can actually get confirmed. And so, you know, like Matt Whitaker, would be good. I love Jeff Clark. Anyone who uh, who has a backbone and who is fearless, who will come in and fire and indict people immediately is who would have my vote. Uh, so, uh, you know, you, you talked about sort of uniting, uh, you know, the party, and I think we can do that. And I think people understand what's going on. But for the more, you know, apathetic voters, the people who, you know, they, they're not consuming this stuff on a daily basis, how should, you know, MAGA be messaged to really get uh, the point across uh, whether it be as it relates to the corruption, because it, it is amazing. You know, you, 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 you turn on the news and it, it, even though you know it's BS, it still influences you, right? It's sort of like if you spend you know, time on Twitter, uh, you get a view of the world that doesn't actually exist in the world, but it's like, you know, the, these echospheres. How do you message that so people really understand what's there? Because again, you look at the Trump results, you look at the Trump economy, you look at this and you're like, even with all the chaos, all created by the Democrats, you know, the people who, well, I don't really like his attitude. It's like, well, your attitude would be different if they spent, you know, years trying to impeach you, lying about this, the P tape, like the insanity. Uh, but it was the gospel as though it really happened. Your attitude would likely be a little bit different. How do you get that across to those, you know, uh, center, uh, centrist, independent voters uh, to make sure that they understand what's fully going on here and vote accordingly? Yeah, I mean, I would I would very much have Republican politicians out there uh, more uh, find their backbones and be better surrogates to explain this. And so it's not just Trump defending himself. There are people, there are validators out there. But I would message it this way to the American people, two ways. Mm -hmm. Do you want President Trump or President Biden replacing Justice Thomas on the Supreme Court? We talked about that. And I would say, are, do, do you feel safer and more prosperous under President Biden or President Trump. And yeah. I think it's that simple. But President Trump brought peace and prosperity to the American people. And it wasn't just to Washington, D.C. and New York and L.A. and San Francisco. All Americans felt peace and prosperity under President Trump. Do you want that back? Or do you want the, uh, the, the uniparty elite running our country into the ground and enriching themselves like they did uh, during COVID and beyond, and that's it, it's that simple. Do you want that? Do you want peace and prosperity with Trump, warts and all, or do you want to continue down this path of uh, of chaos and 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 poverty that we have under President Biden? 
Yeah, you, you, you look back on those times and it was like, oh, wow, it's so crazy. I'm like, I don't know, man. I think people were doing pretty good. Uh, you know, if, if you turned off the TV and, and just lived your life, you, you actually were in a great place. And yet, you know, they'd have you believe uh, that everything was chaos. But it was really, you know, just totally, you know, created. Uh, it, it was a figment of their imagination, yet it still had profound effect. You know, I think uh, Russia, Russia, Russia did a lot of, you know, election influencing for the midterms. Uh, and yet, I guess, I guess that will continue, though hopefully with stuff like this, you do see people breaking away from that mainstream media. You see them breaking away, even from the conservative side, who've shown that they too don't have a backbone and or they have a backbone, but they want to make sure that they're able to wield power, which is what most of these things are, and they're perhaps no different than the Democrats that way. I mean, there there is definitely a uniparty in Washington, D.C. Uh, I always say that D.C., the D.C. swamp is the only place on the planet where the reptiles lack backbones, and uh, <laughs> on both sides of the aisle. What, what are some of the other things you're working on, Mike, at the Article 3 Project? Uh, we are very busy. We are uh, we are looking at potential Supreme Court picks for the next president of the United States, Donald uh, J. Trump. And uh, we hope to compile a list that he may use to uh, from which to pick when he's the uh, when he's the 47th president of the United States. We're fighting back constantly against the Democrats lawfare against President Trump, his top aides, his supporters, Christians, parents. Another thing that we're doing is defending constitutionalist judges, and this is so important. These mm -hmm. judges, like we said, have lifetime tenure. They have pay protection, but they're still humans. And when you threaten yeah. to kill them and their families outside of their homes, that has an effect. And so at Article 3 Project, we are punching back against these radical assaults on judicial independence and their lawfare. Yeah, talk a little bit about that, right? Because people are like, oh, well, let judges their lifetime. There's no real threat. They can do what they need to do. But but there is, and it, it, it's enforced differently. You saw that, you know, with the people camping out at, at some of the justices' houses. But I, I imagine that happens on a, on a local level too. And again, I, I imagine the the, the offenders um, are treated very differently depending on which uh, where their political allegiances lie. Yeah, I mean, just imagine, Don, if we had a bunch of Trump supporters protesting outside of Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson's house before she's ruling on a key case. You, I, I, for some reason, I don't think the Biden Justice Department and the Biden White House press secretary would come out and say that this is protected by the First Amendment because it's not. It's a violation of 18 U.S.C. Section, section 1507. It is obstruction of justice to threaten and intimidate judges outside of their homes. This is a deadly game. You do not have a First Amendment right to obstruct justice. We saw Judge Esther Solace, a an Obama appointed judge, have her uh, her son, uh, son Daniel killed and her husband Mark seriously wounded in her house because she got doxxed. We saw Justice Brett Kavanaugh face a 1 a.m. assassination attempt against himself, his wife Ashley, and their two teenage daughters. It was a lot closer than people understand, and so this is a deadly game, and it is uh, frankly impeachable that Merrick Garland is allowing this to continue. Well, so you obviously know Gorsuch well, uh, and he's done a great job, and that was a, an amazing pick. Uh, talk a little bit more about that, because it's it's almost shocking. Like, you know, I know about it a bit, but it, it's not even like a talking point. People don't need, like, I, I imagine the vast majority of people don't even know that that actually happened and was, you know, a very real threat. Yeah, so 
Justice Kavanaugh, someone flew across the country with padded shoes and zip ties and other weapons, and he came very close to getting into Justice Kavanaugh's house. And if he got into Justice Kavanaugh's house, they, he, he almost certainly would have been killed along with his wife, Ashley, and their two teenage daughters. Yeah, I, I, I meant, yeah, I sorry, I, I said Gorsuch, but yeah, uh, that was Kavanaugh. It was, it was Kavanaugh. And I'll tell you what, it was a lot, like I said, a lot closer than people uh, understand. And they, they have their security very much upped right now. So if people think that they're going to try to do this, they will make a deadly mistake. But this is the game that's being played. And this is, this was the, these deadly protests, the, these, these potentially deadly protests were encouraged by the White House press secretary at the time, Jin Psaki, and by Attorney General Merrick Garland. You do not have a right to protest outside of a federal judge's home. That is obstruction of justice under federal law. And like we said, if a Trump supporter did this to a Democrat judge, they would be in jail right now, as they should be. Yeah. Well, listen, Mike, thank you so much for uh, everything that you're doing for, you know, staying in that fight. Uh, I think we all understand there's consequences to sort of being on this side and on this team and uh, they'll be wielded. But I think it's important for all of us to become unafraid uh, to keep going like that. So I just want to thank you for all that you're doing. And, uh, you know, as as we get run up the additional indictments, I'm sure we'll have you back on to talk about the, the nuances of all of those, too, because, you know, God knows it's been about you know, a week. We haven't seen one, so I'm sure there's probably one coming in the next couple minutes or so. Yeah, exactly. When, when we find Hunter's next hooker, there will be another indictment. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks so much, Mike. Really appreciate it. Guys, go check uh, check out Mike Davis. Follow him on social. Uh, really good insight into what's going on. It, it's it's not just bombs, although those are great too. Uh, it, you know, just a thorough understanding of what's going on and check out what he's doing at the Article 3 Project uh, because it's important that we're actually fighting these battles and that someone with brains and balls and the backbone that Mike's been talking about uh, is out there doing that because otherwise nothing gets done. So, Mike, you're the man. Really appreciate it. And uh, again, I think uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to in the in the next decade is just that three weeks of Mike Davis uh, as uh, acting AG. I just want to sit there with popcorn and <laughs> and look back and uh, revel in the glory. My three-week reign of terror before I'm chased out of town. But I, I will tell President Trump I need my pardon signed ahead of time before yes, I... Yes, yes. We, we, will, we will get the pre-pardon in the works because uh, these, these people will not like it. It'll be, it'll be awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good one. Guys, thanks so much uh, for tuning in. Make sure you're liking, sharing, subscribing so that we can get this messaging out there to everyone. We're not going to do it any other way. It's because of you that we're able to do this. And also go check out the great folks who have the guts to sponsor this show. Take the time to secure yourself, whether it's financially or uh, otherwise. Uh, our two great sponsors, Gold Co., you can learn about securing your financial portfolio. Go to donjuniorgold.com. That's D-O-N-J-R gold.com to learn more and take care of yourself, to hedge against inflation, overspending, general stupidity, ESG, etc. And again, be prepared on the other side of things by going to My Patriot Supply, by going to preparewithdonjr.com. Get 25% 
off their emergency food kit. Be ready for an emergency. Be ready and able to take care of your family. We want you to be prepared across the board, financially and physically. So prepare with DonJr.com. And for the financial side, again, go to DonJr.gold.com. Support these great sponsors. They have the guts to do this. And we'll see you guys very soon. Have a good one.